My wonderful collaborator and mentor and friend, Lori Handlers, and I have been teaching our course, Tantra Meets BDSM, for many years now. We've taught this course uh, in many different cities all over Europe, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, the course is always open to singles and couples. And at some point, pretty much during every run of our course, we turn to each other and make this non-funny joke that we should charge the couples double. The couples, the people who come into our class as couples together, wanting only to partner with each other, wanting to learn with each other, tend to be a very big pain in the ass a vast majority of the time. They're not coachable. They are hard to teach. They are fighting and bickering during class. They are bringing in their past fights, their past unresolved arguments, their resentments. We see problems generally. We see problems on both sides. I would I would say 75% of the time, it's the woman that is completely killing the man at every step. Can't find him right. He can't do anything right. A simple uh, wrist tie with bondage rope. They can't manage to do a simple five-minute exercise in class because... He's not doing something right. You're not doing it the way the teacher showed it. On and on. And the men are not blameless either. Men's problems tend to be, usually tend to be a bit different. They are usually just uh, not on board with the entire exploration as it is. They act like they've been dragged there by their woman and they are there in protest. So, underneath this glitch, I think there is uh, some really valuable information if you were to dig it out and look at it. I think it has a lot to say, a lot to inform about what keeps couples from having the kind of relationship they want, having the kind of love they want, and most certainly having the kind of eros that they're trying to build together. And the answers may surprise you a little bit. I hope they surprise you. They have surprised me. When you start digging underneath the surface and when certain dots start connecting, it's fascinating. It's fascinating what actually is the source of the problem. So I want to walk you through one or two observations I have made and this, these observations are valuable regardless of whether you are interested in BDSM or not. That's the whole point. I'm going to be doing a lot of videos on the topic of agreement. That agreement is the sole 
central ingredient we need to make any relationship work. Any relationship, not just romantic relationships. It's a very simple, straightforward premise. But it manifests itself, The especially the lack of agreement shows itself and manifests itself in a thousand different ways. And until we bring some illumination, some insight, some clarity into where we are failing and how we are failing and creating agreements in our relationships, we will keep doing it. We'll keep repeating the misery. Right. So let me walk you through the BDSM part, like what happens when I try to train a married couple, a boyfriend-girlfriend couple who comes to our class in BDSM and they run into trouble. They run into acrimony. They run into lack of cooperation with each other. There are two uh, primary problems that show up. One of them is the switching of archetypes. I really deeply believe in archetypes and their power and their reality. People come into our class or people come into my BDSM class or coaching. Couples come because they want to learn the DOM subdynamic. They want to learn how to access this eros and this play through their DOM subdynamic. But they already have established dynamic. They already have a certain archetypical relationship. And that archetype usually between a straight couple is husband-wife or boyfriend-girlfriend. And switching archetypes is difficult. It's one of the bigger challenges uh, in life. We have a very hard time switching archetypes in our relationship. This applies at all levels. I'll give you one simple example, which is it is very rare for a mother to have a grown-up relationship with a son or daughter. For the mother, the child remains a child. For the mother, the relationship she wants to have is the mother-child relationship. Even if the child is grown, even if the child is not 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, the mother still treats the 50-year-old son or daughter the same way she was treating that son or daughter at the age of 10. Um, and the mother will say innocently, well, that's that's my little girl, that's my boy, that's my son. Right, I brought you into this world. For me, you will always be my little boy. It seems fine. It seems it almost feels warm and loving, but I think it has a limitation in it. When we are not able to see the person in front of us as they are in their complexity, in their fullness, that your child is not a child anymore. Your child is grown up. They have children of their own, so on and so forth. We have a hard time switching archetypes. Another very common place where you will find it difficult is that if you have, uh, let's say you have become an authority figure in a certain field. Let's say you have become a doctor. The kids who grew up with you in middle school and high school or even your brothers and sisters, they may have a very hard time accepting your authority as a doctor. You're not a doctor, you're just my kid brother. 
you can see this. There's a deep reluctance in being able to see a person you already know in one relational dynamic as something entirely different. I actually think to be able to do that switch is a mark of sophistication and awakening and open-heartedness. Is that we can get out of our own way. We are not so attached to our yesterday's view of somebody that we are actually not able to see them fully as they are today. And this is the same challenge couples run into when they start off as husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. And then they come in to receive a training in which they have to switch archetypes. And it takes uh, a little something on their part if they're going to do that successfully. But even that conversation is for a different day. Here is the part I really want to talk about here. The reason the boyfriend, girlfriend, or the husband, wife is not able to step into a dom sub dynamic, even for a five minute exercise, is because in their boyfriend, girlfriend dynamic, in their husband and wife dynamic, they are not in agreement with each other. They are not living in agreement with each other day after day after day. Husbands and wives are used to living in disagreement with each other. Boyfriends and girlfriends are used to living in disagreement with each other. It is almost the normal. It is almost the model most people saw in their own families, in their own households. Mother and father were never in agreement. Your father was even there. People don't even think twice about it. People at this point, I think we are so damaged and dysfunctional, we have normalized that level of disagreement in our intimate relationships. We have normalized it so much that we think, well, this is the way it is. We make the best of it. And we almost think we are taking a noble stance. I'm making the best of our disagreeable relationship. This is this is a why does this show up in a BDSM class? This is always very telling. This is where I love being a relationship geek and a sex geek. BDSM dynamics are built on, what are they built on? In one word, they're built on consent. The dom and the sub have to be in consent with each other. And what is consent? Consent is agreement. The dom and sub dynamic cannot exist without the dom and sub being in agreement. The dom and sub cannot have a scene, a good scene, a successful scene, without the dom and sub being in consent and being in agreement that this is what we are doing, this is what the scene is going to contain, these are my boundaries. We make very specific provisions for what to do if even in the middle of a scene, Either the dom or the sub, it can also be the dom, if they fall out of agreement in the middle of a scene, we give them an out. They can call a safe word and stop the scene. 
right? This is the brilliance and I would say the more deliberate and awakened and enlightened stance of a dom-sub-dynamic over a husband-wife dynamic, over a boyfriend-girlfriend dynamic. A dom-sub-dynamic says this dynamic cannot exist except in agreement. Agreement is a prerequisite. If you take away the agreement, this relationship, this dynamic, this scene is over. The central pillar of even a single dom sub scene is consent. Two people are in consent. The two people are in agreement. No agreement, no scene. No agreement, no dynamic. No agreement, no relationship. And once that is so crystal clear to you, once you actually replace the word agreement with consent, agreement is such a weak word in our understanding. Consent has a little bit more oomph to it. Disagreement, nobody thinks twice about, but being out of consent, we pay attention to. They are the same thing. They are literally the same thing. Right? But this is perhaps the power of language and the power of concepts. We don't think twice about being in disagreement with our partner, but if, if you were to hear that somebody did a DS scene out of consent, you will immediately uh, pay attention and want to take action and want to protect the victim and prosecute the violator. You would want to correct the wrong of the lack of agreement between Dom and Sub, somewhere, someplace, even if it doesn't concern you directly. Think about this for a minute. And I'm going to connect the dots for you a little bit. And if after those dots are connected, you don't feel at least a little bit disturbed, you should. And the simple dots are this, that if lack of agreement within a dom-sub dynamic equates to being out of consent, right? If the dom and sub are not in agreement and they still do a scene, they're doing a scene out of consent. If a dom and sub are no longer in agreement after a scene has begun and they continue to do their scene, they're doing that scene out of consent. They're no longer in consent. They don't have agreement. And we all would recognize that as a problem, as a bad way to do things, as the wrong way to do things, to operate in a state where there is no consent is deeply problematic. By that exact same equation, most husband and wife relationships are non-consensual a lot of the time. 
Yeah. Most husband-wife relationships, most boyfriend-girlfriend relationships are happening out of consent. A lot of the time in that dynamic. You are not in consent in your relationships. Why? You're not in agreement. You don't have agreement. Your dysfunction has risen to the levels where you have normalized being out of consent in your intimate relationships. Feel into that. That's a problem. That's a deep problem. That's an unhappy state of affairs. Uh, it's at the source of our pain. It's at the source of our frustration that we continue to be in relationships in which for the vast majority of the time we are not in agreement with our partner. Our partner is not in agreement with us. And using slightly different language, we could very well say that for the most part, this relationship, this connection is not consensual. Yeah, I think that's a very significant point. It uh, always uh, gives me pause when I look at it from that perspective. So, well, let's leave it there for now. There is so much more that can be teased out of this, but I will probably make uh, a series on this particular topic to deal with it one piece at a time.